Welcome to episode 19 of the Swift Teacher Podcast. One lesson at a time towards... Swift World Domination. Today I'm really excited for this episode because joining us today is Junichi Nakamura from Saga City, Japan. Junichi works at Saga Municipal Yamamoto Junior High School in Saga City, Japan. He has been an English teacher for 25 years at various public junior high schools in Japan. His major fields are moral education, using technology for education, drama education, statistics education, design, and so on. And he is an Apple Distinguished Educator in the class of 2015. Junichi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you. So we'll start right in. Tell us about where you teach and how you support coding in your school through your computer club. Okay. Um, I teach it at the computer room of our school. Um, there are 20 Windows desktop computers and 20 Windows laptop computers in the room. There are no Mac and no iPad. So I bought six iPad devices by myself five years ago. Since then, I have bought and added iPad devices little by little. And now there are 20 iPad devices only for the computer club. Students of the computer club can use iPad devices freely. Uh, when we study coding with Swift, Swift Playgrounds, I won't teach. The students always study and teach each other. They try to find some bugs. We have no class to study coding at school, and we don't have to study coding, basically. But I told my colleagues that the programming education would start from uh, 2020 in all elementary schools in Japan. And I introduced the necessity to know what the programming education is some years later in Japan, even if we work at a junior high school. Then I have, um, I have no ways to support any coding class at school except the computer club. It sounds like your experience is very similar to many educators in the U.S. and other oh. parts of the world where maybe they don't have it in their curriculum yet, but they're starting just like yeah. you are. So some, yeah. some countries like the, the United Kingdom, uh, they're yeah. mandating it, Australia, but... You know, parts of the U.S. In the U.S., we do it by uh, each individual state, and uh, so it varies. How did you start, or what was your journey to teaching coding? Since I became an ADE, I have had many opportunities to get to know uh, STEAM, uh, S-T-E-A-M, education, all over the world. Uh, because of those experiences, I wanted to start to give my members of the computer club at first, uh, we did an unplugged programming study. I gave my students a task. Then I had to move me, uh, just like a robot, coded by the students. They wrote a code to move me on the whiteboard of the classroom in Japanese. Um, they made many errors. For example, when they said to me, like, going forward, I walked forward to the wall and continued walking again and again and again, more and more on purpose. Uh, secondly, we played Swift Playgrounds, learned to code one and two. Uh, the things I th taught 
them were just basic rules. Uh, the necessity to read instructions of each part of and uh, try even they made mistakes. Uh, the rules were just only two. Uh, well, first one is uh, don't give an answer when you are asked your help. Uh, just a hint to solve. Uh, second, uh, don't tap the screen of your friend, friend's iPad uh, who asks you to help. Please make the students do uh, by himself or herself. That's fantastic. Uh, Thank you very much. I love those rules. I have similar rules in my classroom. And in my last episode, I spoke mm -hmm. to a, a fellow ADE, Cindy Heron, and mm -hmm. she was doing like when the kids were programming you to walk, that's uh, like mm -hmm. a, an unplugged activity. And they do that a lot with uh, her students. And uh, she has two very similar rules. So it's funny to see how, though we may never talked about it formally, we get we all come to the same place. What is your favorite part of teaching coding? My favorite part of coding education activities is to um, fry drones with Swift playgrounds. So you know um, the the experience that the students can move some visual things with coding will be good uh, good effect and memories in the future. So um, uh, those good experiences, especially successful experience, will give them um, good motivation to do something with coding more, I think so. So the parrot drone, is that what you're using to fly? Um, par parrot, uh, roaring spider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I bought just two rolling spiders for for them. Does that get the keep them engaged and excited in the coding when they have something yeah. physical like that? Yeah, so cause uh, so they uh, the students who finish learn to code one or two, so they 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 like to do more more coding. So I I when I showed introduced the uh, rolling spider, so they said. Wow, uh, is it possible to move drone with the Swift playground? I say, yeah, <laughs> just like that. Wow, and then you have yeah. them. You don't have any Macs, so you're teaching Swift on iOS using the Swift yeah. Playgrounds app and some unplugged activities. Yes, and a very uh, interesting situation is uh, so you know uh, in computer uh, computer room there are forty Windows machine machines, but the uh, the all machines are are put the besides the wall, so the the center of the classroom is a uh, very free space. So I brought my iPads and they code and fry drones. Yeah, okay. It's a very uh, funny situation. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to tell us about um, your computer club and the after school activities and during winter? Yes, uh, we uh, we did uh, we did only uh, one or two days uh, only, so cause uh, uh, just for relaxing. So you, so you know, uh, in Japan and in my hometown, uh, there uh, there is a con uh, contest uh, to make video to um, tell the uh, safety use of uh, internet. So they they would like to join the contest. So they uh, shoot the video to uh, uh, tell their safety use in internet to everybody. So we took uh, five or six days 
for shooting and editing. What tools are you using to teach coding in your classroom? I use uh, Swift Playground mainly. The experience that the students can move some visual things with coding will be good experience. I think so. Uh, Swift Playground is uh, the best tool uh, for them and for me to teach and to learn. I, I think so. Did those materials make it easier for you to pick it up and start teaching as somebody without a computer science background? I know it did for me. Um, I think um, uh, it, it will be okay because, uh, so, you know, in my computer club, uh, there are about uh, six guards, uh, 14 years old. Uh, they, they've, never, they've never studied coding before. Uh, never. All. And the, 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 the code first, uh, the code they met first uh, for the first time was uh, Swift Playground. So the, after that, I introduced the uh, Scratch, but they said, uh, no, oh, I love Swift Playground. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So why do you think so? I, I asked them. So because uh, the Scratch it looks like very easy, but uh, it can't uh, fry drones or can't move uh, something uh, visual. Only on, only on the screen, just like a game. But uh, uh, in my computer club, I always I tell them uh, so why we are studying coding. So the the reason is the studying coding and the uh, the skill to code will help uh, people in the society in the future. So so your purpose to learn coding is very uh, useful and helpful for the future for yourself. I I said so. So uh, they uh, they ima they can imagine uh, the reason uh, to code uh, to learn coding. Yes, well said. I I completely agree. Have you previously taught any other subjects or programming before uh, Swift Playgrounds was released? I used these apps or websites. Uh, for example, uh, so you know the famous one is Scratch, and but the. Uh, I introduced Scratch to the students who who graduated from two years ago. So now uh, that this year's uh, students uh, have never used Scratch. And uh, the uh, the another one is uh, Algorogic. Uh, this is a Japanese uh, application, a web application made by Japanese Electronics and Information Technology Association. Uh, I think it was very useful to learn what the logic is. All uh, designs are very same. I, I, I'm a little bit bored. <laughs> only, uh, only the panels and the red lines and uh, just only small robot on the screen. Yeah. And the, another one, the Lightbot Hour. So this is an iOS app. A very interesting app to learn coding with that. But maybe the uh, basic... Uh, for the beginner, I think. So how do Swift Playgrounds compare to those other tools? What is your opinion or what have the students told you? They say that uh, so Scratch is easy to use um, because it is like a block building and uh, it is visible. But Swift Playgrounds is very familiar to the students who would like to code with the strings. They have some kinds of images to be able to 
code some applications of iOS devices in the future if they learn how to code with Swift playgrounds. Um, firstly, they have they have those motivations. Secondly, it is useful for the students to study coding with the strings step by step. And uh, you know, um, when we code something, we want to know how the code really goes on in the screen. Swift Playgrounds shows how the code works. It is very good for learning coding. Uh, finally, I think we can feel possibilities to change the world to code with Swift. I think it is very important for the learners to set the goal to learn something. Sometimes I talk to the students about the reason to study computers or coding. Uh, like I said, uh, the reason why we learn how to use a computer or how to code is to do something good for the for people or the society. Yes, I totally agree. We have uh, some of our students who work with chari local charities mm -hmm. and build things for them, whether it would be a basic app or uh, a website or something. So yeah, I totally agree. What has been the most surprising to you in teaching Swift? In a word, um, it is very interesting and exciting. So um, when I was a junior high school student, um, I learned the basic coding with the very old computer, uh, VRC20 or Commodore, you know? Yes, I do. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I sure do. So, I started on a Commodore 128. Yeah, I, I have that one. And uh, it has only, you know, three kilobytes free memories. Yes. And uh, I coded a lot of games with it. And, but at the time, I couldn't imagine that coding would connect to, the, to some in instrument to support people in the future. Uh, so, you know, just only gaming, you know. Yes. And since I became a teacher, um, I have had to use Excel to deal with the result of the exam. I learned how to code VVA. It is only for using at school, uh, just maybe for business. And Swift Playgrounds has the future, I think. Uh, we can imagine that learning coding with Swift Playgrounds will connect to our life in the future. Um, we can control various instruments with some codes. And if we can code well, um, we can help many people with coding apps. Uh, I can feel great possibilities in using Swift Playgrounds. I got very um, surprised with the possibilities. I have had numerous guests, and I've seen it myself in my classroom, that once you get the kids into the Swift mm -hmm. Playgrounds, it's mm -hmm. hard to get them out. <laughs> Do you have, have you seen that as well with your students? Like once they start, they don't want to stop. They like Swift Playgrounds more than other coding tools, such as Scratch. I prepared a drone called Rolling Spider, or uh, oh, I I have R2D2 with uh, little bits. Oh, and okay. A, yeah, and a Swilo for the students. And they would like to control those gadgets by coding Swift Playgrounds. So they are very active uh, because of their uh, reason. What is their favorite device? Is it the Rolling Spider, the R2-D2, the Sphero? What is their favorite? So two to the two, so the number one gadget is um, a drone. Yeah. No, the Rolling drone. Spider. Yeah, Rolling Spider, yeah. But so, you, know, Sphero, so, you know, in Japan, so Sphero is very uh, popular. And uh, the, some teachers has uh, more than 10 Sphero. And to, to have the to run the workshop of 
uh, Spiro. So everyone uh, got interested in using Spiro. But uh, so you know, a rolling spider is uh, you know drawn. So uh, in Japan, as uh, there were some accidents uh, in the society because of miscontrolling drones. Oh, or f falling down to the people, or falling down to the, some building, or um, maybe shrines or like that before. So the using drone. Uh, when I s talked about using drone in the class, uh, other teacher. What? Oh, I'm <laughs> uh, uh, not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an educational drone, not a very big one. So, uh, and and I so after school, um, uh, some uh, for four or five days, I run the uh, drone workshop at the uh, teacher's room. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's funny. You recently shared the activities and Eclipse video of your Computer Club's Computer Science Education Week special event. Tell us about what you and your students did. First of all, uh, I used the Facilitator Guide 2017. Those guys were introduced uh, by my, my uh, friends of Eddie, and I downloaded I used them. And uh, the second one, uh, play our code so the new one incredible uh, incredible machine with swift grounds and the, after that uh, using various gadgets just like um, a drone a little bit uh, sphere and you know leap motion so have you ever heard of that gadget leap motion you know? No, I I haven't. My school uh, is, yeah. is going to invest in some Lego EV3s, but uh -huh. af after hearing what you're talking about, maybe we'll have to look at one of those drones as well. So uh -huh. yeah, tell us about the Leap Motion. A Leap Motion is um, uh, a gadget, but uh, we cannot control it with the Swift Swift Playgrounds. Leap Motion is uh, uh, just like. Uh, you know, connect, connect from uh, Microsoft uh, or connect controller for the Xbox. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. My son uh, has that. Yeah. Uh, a little yeah. camera that watches yes. you. Okay. Yeah. We put the rip motion in front of the screen of the computer and I move my hands in uh, above the rip motion. So the, the augmented, just like augmented reality, my hands will be on the screen and wow, wow it's like a um, matrix <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah and uh, I don't know the, uh, the movie total recall or the uh, just like that they're very I uh, know scientific science fictions movie yeah yeah that's a, the matrix that's a good that's a good reference what suggestions do you have to any teacher or school district in Japan or anywhere else in the world? that is considering starting to teach programming or coding with Swift? First of all, uh, we teachers should play coding not as an ed educational materials, but as one of our happy things, I think. Um, if we cannot enjoy, enjoy coding, the students will feel like being played by the teachers. Uh, to enjoy coding with the students is one of the one of the important things. Secondly, uh, I like to say coding not one of the students but as thinking to. It is necessary to make it clear what the goal of learning coding, especially Swift Playground, is. And making mistakes, errors are welcomed. 
trying again and again will make the students strong. And finding bugs in the code takes a little long time, but the students try to find them carefully, and they will overcome those mistakes. Learning coding will tell the students something important in the life. I totally agree. They are making mistakes is important. Making those errors, finding them, yeah, you know, that's debugging, right? And that's an essential skill in programming. And it is. It's you have to love it and show your students you love it and how much they can learn by it. Those very well said. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, in Japan, so you know, uh, there are many uh, kinds of uh, video games. You know, Nintendo's or the PlayStation like that. Those game machines has a you know the reset button. So there's uh, the some some students say uh, if we lose uh, the match or the if the students cannot control the games well, so they say uh, it's very easy to push the reset button. It's all right, uh, all all okay. But uh, they, so they will give up easily, instantly. So I don't like those uh, their uh, way of thinking. So they're uh, making mistakes and uh, finding bugs uh, will them uh, will make them strong stronger than using reset button. Oh yes, because there yeah. is no reset button in real life. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Where can people find you or your work online? I will post some activities to my Facebook and uh, but if the people are ADE, please check my post to the ADE community site. I will write my articles in English and Japanese too. Uh, from now on, I'll try to uh, publish my activities, my best things, uh, because so I am an ADE and I am an uh, authentic authors. Thank you. If you'd like to find the show notes for today's episode, you can find them at swiftteacher.org/podcast. Please consider joining us in the Swift Teacher Slack team. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can tap or click the link and it'll take you right to Slack and have you sign up. If you'd like to ask a question, you can ask a question of Swift Teacher in the Swift Teacher Slack channel or on Twitter by tweeting at underscore Swift Teacher with the hashtag AskSwiftTeacher and we'll get back to you and answer your question on an upcoming episode. Junichi, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us and give us your perspective. Thank you very much. Yeah, me too. Uh, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, someday. Time to get Swifty. Swifty.